Bears GM Ryan Poles is making moves, and unfortunately, Robert Quinn has been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth-round pick. And I listen, I like the move, and all my favorite teams are helping Philadelphia squads win championships. But here's the thing. The Bears are playing for the future, and while I would still love to win the games this season, and I know that puts me in the vast minority of Bears fans where I, I still love to win football games. I know I'm a little bit of a weirdo. But we have to play the long haul, the the long game, so to speak. And that's what Ryan Pulse is doing here, building a future future squad, building on future success. And listen, I still believe, and I know that I'm a lunatic, the NFC sucks. And the Bears can make the playoffs, but at the same time, you have to set yourselves up nicely for the future and look forward to everything. And I'll tell you something right now. I'm looking forward to this show. So, Sammy, why don't we go ahead and get started? Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back, Justin Fields making magic happen, there goes Fields, touchdown! The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura. Sports entertainment like no other, it's gonna be sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast, Chicago with Adam Rank. Thanks to all of us who have joined us on AM 1530 WCKG, the Chicago home of the Sick Podcast. Every Friday, we're on the air from 2 to 3 Central. You can catch us there on AM 1530, followed immediately by Olin Krutz and Jason McKee, the No Name Pod. Thanks to everybody who is here today. we got a great show lined up for you. Our friend Greg Wilson will be joining us, actor, comedian, You've seen him in a bunch of stuff. He's one of my good friends. He's going to be joining us in a matter of moments. Andy McNamara is back for a trip to Fantasy Isle. And, of course, Ricky Gold is going to be here from Juice Reels. So we have got an action-packed show lined up for you. Great game this week against the Dallas Cowboys. But before that, uh, we wanted to mention, once again, we're going to miss Bobby Quinn. He was an exceptional leader. Uh, You saw how emotional Roquan Smith got after hearing the news while he was on the the podium at, at Hallis Hall talking. He broke down, couldn't finish. And even Ryan Poles himself understands all of that. And I, I wanted to read this quote to you. And he says, it sucks to mess with the locker room culture, to be completely honest with you. But my job, his job, is to do what's best for the organization, not only now, but in the future. I felt like it was the best move for us to make. And listen, before you scoff at getting just a fourth round pick, remember Braxton Jones Don Robinson, both these guys were fifth-round picks this year. So I have a lot of confidence in Ryan Poles that he's going to use that pick to the best of our abilities. Now, some other news. Byron Pringle was designated to return this week. Hopefully we can see him out on the field with him and Keel Harry. And listen, they're not. it's not Michael Irvin and Alvin Harper, but it's still a pretty good duo out there. So I think that's huge for the Bears to get both those guys eventually back. Uh, Lucas Patrick is expected to go on IR if he hasn't already. And listen. Sam Mustafer just won't go away. That asteroid from Armageddon or Deep Impact could, could hit the earth. Sam Mustafer would be walking around, still starting on the offensive line for the Chicago Bears. But you know what? We got a lot to get through today. So why don't we line up right now with Rank's Rivals? And joining us here today is a good friend of mine. When you see him, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I've seen him on Bones. I've seen him on Superstore. I, I tripped out the first time 
I saw him on Superstore. Like, oh, I didn't even know he was going to do it, but we've also seen him on Modern Family. He's a touring comic as well. Him and I actually did a tour a couple of years ago, Fantasy Meets Reality. Unfortunately, that got derailed by COVID over the last couple of years, but perhaps we can bring that up uh, once again. But without further ado, let's bring out hardcore Cowboys fan and friend of mine, Greg Wilson. What's up, buddy? Hey, brother. How are you, man? Good to be on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. When I knew, when I saw the, the Dallas Cowboys on the schedule, I said, there's nobody else. I want <laughs> here to chop it up with me. How are you, how are you living as a Cowboys fan? Cause you know, when Dak Prescott got injured, it seemed like it could have been pretty rough, but Cooper Rush did a really nice job of guiding you through those waters. Absolutely shocking how well he did. And, and that was the thing going into the Philadelphia game. You knew this was the end of the run. You knew it had been too good. There was no way, like it had already exceeded expectations so far that for him to actually beat the Eagles in Philly, it, it just, it truly would have been fantasy land. Like, like it yeah. would have been fantasy meeting reality. Like there was, yeah. and, and I think we all kind of knew it. And then as it played out, we were like, yeah, well, good run, right? Good run. And you know yeah, what's funny? Good. And you know how awful Philly fans are? They yeah. surprisingly were not as celebratory as you would have expected for a team that just beat the Cowboys. They, really? Don't get me wrong. They were so, but not yeah. online. I didn't receive nearly as much like that. Because even they knew yeah. that, yes, they, but they didn't read, they didn't beat the Dallas Cowboys. They beat, you know, the, the, the Cowboys that with Cooper Rush. So, right. They they knew that it was a yes victory yes but they knew the real test would be later this year when we face them again which will be the game in Dallas. Uh, absolutely, and it's funny too. You know, Philadelphia is a huge wrestling town. It's like a tag team match. You don't pin the superstar. You pin the jobber who was teamed with the superstar with Dak Prescott. <laughs> I got to say this about Cooper Rush too. I think the most impressive thing was by playing so well, they were able to sit there and allow Dak Prescott to hang out, relax kind of, you know, heal his thumb. Because remember, when that injury first happened, you know, Jerry Jones is like, he might be back next week. They never put him on IR. But with with Cooper Rush playing so well, they're like, oh, yeah, take your time until you lose. You figure the Philadelphia Eagles game was going to be it. As a fan, were you walking into that being like, yeah, we're probably not going to win this one? Oh, absolutely. And you know what? You hate it when Jerry's actually right. <laughs> you, you do because you know he's mr burns he you love yeah. to hate him and he does so many things that are so infuriating which i'm surprised you're not more furious i mean you guys finally get momentum going and they trade away robert quinn which is right. one of those players that regardless of what it says on the stat sheet his presence is yeah. a game is a is, is a game changer and so for the, uh, that was the fourth round that's one of those yeah i don't get it like giving like the jaguars giving up uh, Robinson that was for a, a, a six-rounder. Like, he's your insurance policy. You have a great running back who knows your offense. And let's not pretend. Like, Brees Hall just went down. Etienne was out last year. Like, these, some of these moves are confounding. But when Jerry Jones was like, I think we got a good one. I think, you know, we may have a controversy for quarterback. Now. And <laughs> I, we were like, oh, my God, Jerry. You're just so cheap. You're such a cheap bastard. And then – he starts winning games, and we're like, uh, I love to admit you were right, Jerry. But <laughs> he clearly had seen things that we hadn't, which was a consistent quarterback who knows, who knows how to not lose games. And, yeah. and if there's a real silver lining, mm. it's it rained Kellen Moore back in and got him back to running the ball first. Yeah. 
And that change, when he stuck with it last week with Dak back in there, instead of trying to throw it all over the yard, which is what he usually True. does with Dak, I was like, yes. it You know, like it, it brought him back to the formula that was working when they first uh, started getting on this run with Dak and Zeke. Yeah, it, 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 it was a really amazing set of circumstances with those games with uh, with Cooper Rush as a quarterback. But a couple of things that I want to hit on. Uh, number one, you underestimate Jermichael Hasty. Oh, maybe Jermichael Hasty's so good that the Jags just had to trade James Robinson. Uh, by the way, as somebody who had James Robinson in a couple of leagues, I'm glad that he's on the Jets now, so he gets an opportunity. We'll be talking fantasy aisle later. Uh, we got to bring you back some week. Too. I'm already ahead of myself. We got to bring you to the fantasy aisle at some point. But also, I don't mind getting a fourth round pick for for Robert Quinn. While I think the Bears can make the playoffs, I think that you know Philadelphia, Dallas are clearly much better and much better suited to make a run into the to the NFC Championship game than the Bears. So okay, we'll play for the future and do it like that. But you talked about Kellen Moore and running the ball. Ezekiel Elliott, according to NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. Looks like he might not play this week. Do you think that that actually bodes, I don't know, I don't want to say better for the Dallas Cowboys because I don't want to dismiss Zeke, but Tony Pollard is an absolute beast. I I agree with that, and as someone who has Pollard, I'm very <laughs> excited for the bump he will be receiving this particular Sunday when I really needed it. Uh, but, so it's one of those breaks that goes your way, and you're like, <laughs> like you yeah. and Robinson, like, yes, he's back in the number one saddle. So it's yeah. like, okay, finally something breaks my way. Um, but I do like having... They were getting, he was looking great. He was looking better. Zeke was looking, he was starting to do the feed me thing again. Like yeah. it was starting to happen again. And it was about replacing that lineman that we picked up. What are that old guy that we yeah. added to our line? The Jason second Peters. we plugged Jason Peters, thank you. The second we plugged him in, all, all of a sudden those lanes opened up down the middle. All of a sudden Zeke was productive again. And we we're like, see, that way it wasn't Zeke. It was yeah. the line. It had been so beat up. We'd lost so many pieces. Lael Collins, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and so it was starting to happen again. And again, I, I so I don't know if it helps because he's not as good of a as a, a blitz blocker. That's yeah. always been the knock about Pollard. But you know, we may see a more electric running game overall with more Pollard. I mean, for everyone that's been talking about it, and myself included, Pollard should be the one, 1A, and Zeke needs to be the 1B. Well, you know yeah. what? We'll find out. We're going to find out this Sunday against, you know, what, what you know, up, up until yesterday, would mm -hmm. a, a much more frightening defensive front from the Bears. You take away Robert Quinn, and, and yeah. I, I like our chances a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Bobby Quinn was a is a is a great player, and it's unfortunate for you that he's going to the Philadelphia Eagles, where he's going to make oh, a huge impact. Uh, that that's actually the worst part of it. Like, oh, you uh, escape him for a week, but you'll see him uh, in a couple of months here. I really like the way that the, the Bears defense performed on Monday night, but I want to go back. I want to focus in a little bit more about the Dallas Cowboys. First of all, I agree with you on Zeke. I think that he gets way too much blame. I think because people dra overdraft him in fantasy, you're like, you know what? That's on you. He's a yeah. solid player. This is the first game he's missing in a long time. He's a solid guy. Not a, as a person, I don't know. But he's a solid player. Let's put it that right. way. Solid player. Minimal for a Dallas Cowboys RB1. Minimal amount of off-field off distractions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too bad. But it's it's one of those things. I, I have a story from the NFL rookie premiere, but I won't go into that here. But the <laughs> thing is, he's a, he's, an ex he's a good player. CeeDee Lamb. I've been... I think they 
he's now start. I think Cooper Rush maybe unlocked something for him. Are we going to start seeing a better version of CeeDee Lamb and hopefully Dalton Schultz moving forward? Well, again, I think all of that was part and parcel with them focusing on the run game again. The problem hmm. they were having was trying to be pass first to set up the run, which is not Dallas's formula. It's not what they're good at, especially with losing Amari Cooper. You could do it last year when you had the, the Amari Cooper and Lamb, and it was, you know, you had to pick your poison, and one of them was going to burn you. They don't have that this year, especially with Gallup being out so long, and now he's coming back, and he doesn't look very good. So them, I think what really changed it wasn't so much Cooper Rush. It was the switch to establishing the run, getting Peters in there to help establish that run. And I think that's what opened up the pass game and will continue to open the pass game. So I think it was more about that, you know, that little transition in the play calling and our scheming than it was more the Cooper Rush transition. I mean, Cooper Rush forced him to change the way he called plays because Kellen Moore, former quarterback, Fresno State, you know, a team that has no defense. He threw it for, you know, a thousand yards every game. So that's what he wants to do. And I think he was doing that too much, but we lost Amari Cooper. And I think that transition back to the run game, I think that's what did it and will eventually save Lamb's season fantasy-wise. And so all the people who want to crucify you in the comments, it's Boise State. We know that. Like, they're the same. Who cares? Stop Boise it. Don't, yeah. don't be the person in the comments like, actually, he made the Boise State. Oh, we get it. We know. Jared Zabransky, we get it. Understandable. Uh, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, their Fresno State. It's top of yeah, mind. It, yeah, These West Coast schools, and I know Idaho's not exactly the West Coast, but whatever. Whack, Mountain West, whatever it is. Here's my thing, though. Uh, I love the, the way the offense is playing. You talk about the Bears' run defense. It has been – they're Achilles' heel because their secondaries played very well this season. I think the additions of Kyler Gordon, who's played well, he had an interception on Monday night. Jaquan Brisker looks like the real deal. If you have an opportunity to move the ball on the Bears, it is on the ground, and the Cowboys seemed well-equipped for that. Defensively, the reason probably why the Cowboys were able to play so well during the Cooper Rush reign, and what a reign it was, you got this Cowboys defense that is unbelievable and i went on I, I went on i went on nfl total access a couple of weeks ago when the when the cowboys before the cowboys played the rams and i said that the best defensive player is going to be in this game and it's going to be micah parsons what has it been like watching him because you know watching the tape this guy is unbelievable and and to do an adam rank style uh, uh analogy here it's like you go to ross and you're picking through the stuff and, you know, it's all, you know, diff- not in perfect condition. The seam goes weird. And then you find one thing. And you're like, no. Is it? Could this be? Why is this here? And you're like, you know, legend. I mean, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to take it. You take it. You go home. You put it. And it's incredible. And then you wear it out. Everyone's like, where did you get that? And you're like, I'll never do my own thing. That, <laughs> that is him. He, Michael Parsons, you know, cause he was injured coming into the draft. He fell and they were saying he was number, but then he fell because nobody because the injury was so bad. Nobody wanted to touch him. Then we get him and everyone's like, could be the steal of the draft, which I hate that phrase. Cause it usually right. means he's not, but watching him come out of the gate, prove all the doubters wrong, including the fans, myself included, which I didn't doubt him. I just, I didn't expect this, you okay. know, this. You, you did. Okay. Hold on. You, you did not doubt him. You, I didn't I, doubt him. We I, had this, we had this conversation and, but I think that he's exceeded 
exceeded anybody. expectation by anything anybody thought he could do. You know, you were hoping yeah. to get a good player, a solid guy who put up good numbers, fortified the defense, but a, a star that they talk about in the same breath as Lawrence Taylor? <laughs> I never, and I'm not the one saying that. These are the national guys saying yeah. it on the broadcast. They're like, uh, I mean, I played with Lawrence Taylor and he reminds me. Of, you know what I'm like? I'm like, please don't say that. But to, to get this kind of value out of him, you know, it is one of those things. It's the same thing we look for every year in fantasy. You know, there's always that one waiver wire star that comes yeah. at like the year Ajay Ajayi showed up and ran for back-to-back 200-yard games. It's like that. Like, you're, it's just like, oh, my God, it's better than I ever could have expected. So it is It is so much fun to watch. And it's nice to know, it's nice to know that no matter what happens, your defense is going to keep you in the game. Yeah, he's been an amazing part of that defense and you know you talk about coming back from the injury you know the Cowboys tried this a couple of years ago with Jalen Smith where they rolled the dice great player out of Notre Dame had a horrific injury in the bowl game you're like okay this is worth taking a risk on the Cowboys are rewarded for it here and I love the way that this defense plays Dan Quinn probably one of the most slept on coaches in the NFL and you know everybody will point to the 28 to 3 thing but it's like yeah he was that close to being a Super Bowl winning coach and here he is. I know that you don't want to think about him potentially leaving, but how great has he been? And what is the impact? I mean, he's basically saving Mike McCarthy's job too as well, right? Absolutely. And the thing about him is it, it, I caution other teams that would want to poach him to make him the head coach. Yes, he was almost as the Atlanta Falcons, you know, but the I think they would have won that game if he'd been just the defensive coordinator. Mm. Because that is what he is amazing at. You put him in charge of the whole thing. That's not really his bag, man. And yeah, you're going to try and leave it. If I were him, I would say, I want to stay on this, you know, the world's number one most valuable sports franchise. (laughs) You know, and be this great defensive coordinator that helps win championships. He hasn't fared well as a head coach. I don't think that's his strong suit. I think he is one of the world's greatest defensive coordinators, and I think he should continue to play that role. And if he leaves to go somewhere else, I can see him leaving for more money. But if I were him, I wouldn't take another head coaching job because you're just your your wheelhouse is being that guy, and he's so good at it. You know, this reminds me of when I do stand up, and people are like, "As a you're as a comic, you're great as an NFL analyst." Stick to that. <laughs> don't don't do the comedy anymore. Don't stick, do it. That's, stick, stick that's not analyst. true. You are a funny, um, funny guy, Adam. You know it. I want to. It's so funny. Like we have these conversations, and these are like the great things that we talk about in the green rooms of the what ifs. Is like because like you know, I for the older Bear fans, you know, you look back. If Buddy Ryan had stayed the defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears instead of going on to be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, where he never won a Super Bowl, what could have happened? But it never seems like for us sitting here, like it makes sense. Like we can make like, listen, being the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys for the rest of your life doesn't seem like a bad gig. Like, ah, I'm into this. Do you think that there's a possible, I know we're putting the cart before the horse, but just you just touched on it. But like, could you see this being a thing where Dan Quinn's like, no, nah, like Jerry Jones is going to, like they pay him a lot of money. They're it's paying him like- head coach money. 
yeah. to be the defensive because they saw him leaving the door and they're like, no, 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 we need you, we need you. Go. Again, it's one of those moments where you're like, Jerry, okay, I agree with you this time, reluctantly agree with you. Yes, pay, they paid him. They're like, we'll give you head coach money to stay here. And he's like, great, I'll stay. And that's what I'm saying. He made that choice. He could have walked out the door last year. And I'm just yeah. hoping he makes that choice again. I hope he's comfortable. And I, and I hope Dallas doesn't do that thing where they're like, what if we made you head coach? Because again, that's not yeah. his strong suit. He is a world-class defensive coordinator. And I just love him in that position. And, and you know, he's got to say, and I, I can't help but think that he saw his relationship with Michael Parsons. He's like, you only get to work yeah. with players like this so many times in your career. Do I really want to leave the opportunity to have this great, this all-time great player, you know, and, and build him and make him my greatest achievement. Again, I think there's a lot of reasons to not take that job. The only real reason would be if he fancies himself a head coach once again and wants all that extra responsibility and everything that comes with the yeah. criticisms and everything else, or if he wants to stay comfortable, which Dallas is making him incredibly. And also I know that uh, there are a lot of great sports towns, Chicago, amazing Philly, yeah. for as much as I hate them, an amazing sports amazing town. Place. There are just some great sports towns, Boston, Kansas City, There's your, even St. Louis, even though they don't have a, a football team anymore. But Dallas, nobody puts them on a pedestal. Yeah. The way Dallas does. The city of Dallas, the way they treat their Cowboys, the staff, they 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 really, you cannot get treated better anywhere on planet Earth than the yeah. Dallas Cowboys, especially when you're winning. You're like, you know, you're, you know, you're a god amongst men in that town. So, you know, I, I hope he chooses comfort and uh, and luxury in Micah Parsons over, you know, what will ultimately probably be another doomed trip, you know, uh, to the head front office. So the head coaching yeah. job. Yeah, and you got to look at the other jobs that are available. Like, you know, you you went through that in Atlanta. Why do you want to go through that again with one of these yeah. other also ran organizations? Because there's so many. There's more of them than there are the really well run, uh, well run spots. And it's funny because you are a Texas kid. You're from El Paso, so you understand it too. Like what football means in the state of Texas. I'm sure Dirk Nowitzki very popular in Dallas and in and in around. But like, there's nothing comparable. Like you are still, you're still not as popular as Clint Sterner or somebody like that. Not, that's an extreme <laughs> example, but like, there's nothing about like, there's nothing like being a Dallas Cowboy. I'm assuming there is nothing like it. All your meals are free. All the women and Dallas has the most beautiful women in the world. Uh, I, 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 that's the one thing Philly ain't got. I'm like, <laughs> But Dallas does have the most beautiful women in the world. So, I mean, in terms of, you know, society and culture and, you know, that's why players love it. I mean, everybody gets treated like kings in that town when, when you're a Dallas Cowboy. And, yes, for Texas, you know, football is here. Yeah. Basketball and and, and actually in Dallas, hockey and then baseball's way yeah. down at the bottom. So Juan the stars, Gonzalez, the nobody stars are way up there. Why can't even why can't even think of a, a Texas a current Texas Ranger? My mind went to Juan Gonzalez. Yeah, uh, I couldn't tell the, you one either. One of the Seeger brothers is, is plays for Texas now because he got walked with the bases loaded last year. That's the only reason why I remember <laughs> that he went down there. Now you've you're you're an old enough of a of a person. I don't want to age you or anything like that, but you were you were born after or you were born just slightly before 1990. So you remember that run of the Cowboys. You know, over the last couple of years, there's been some disappointing finishes. Does this Cowboys team seem a little bit different than some of the other ones over the past couple of years? 
No, this this we it feels primed for disappointment. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> like you said, we've gone through it so many times. Even last year, a great season, twelve and five. You know, like a great season, a great team. <clears throat> like there is a part of you that that the better it gets, the more you're like you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know. You're waiting yeah. for the big disappointment. You're wait. You're expecting, you know, and I, you know, and that's the one thing people knock on us all the time for is the well, you can't win in the playoffs. Only won one, you know. Like I mean, it, it, our playoff record is horrible, and nobody, nobody wants to be the regular season champion. Right. You want to be the Super Bowl. You want to catch heat at the end of you know and take off through the playoffs and have that run, and that's what it's about. And Dallas is a team that tends to put together a really good season. And then and the worst thing that can ever happen to us is a bye week. Yeah. Don't give no. Dallas no. a bye week. We are much better as a wild card team. You give us a bye week and they go out and party. And again, that's the down. That's the downside. Yeah. That's the downside of being a Dallas Cowboy player of, of being treated like Kings is that you're like, great week off. And they, you know, they really party you up. And then you come back, you're completely unfocused. Your, your energy is all out of sorts. You've you know, you, and, and they go out and lose. I, the, the, the lifestyle in Dallas is that, is that way that I really think that that's always been a contributing factor. Every time we have a bye week, I'm like, no, oh no. Cause I know what's going to happen. Yeah, they get a little too out of control. What was it? Tony Roman went to Cabo, not Cancun, but Cabo. Cabo, which whatever. Still, it was still. What a, <sighs> sorry, I was thinking. I was thinking of one of your senators. But here's my thing, though. Oh, cruise. What a cruise. One, he went I on a cruise. To, I tried to sneak <laughs> that one through. I will tell you this, though. The one thing about the Dallas Cowboys of the 1990s, and everybody talks about Aikman, the triplets, Aikman, Irvin, Emmett Smith. That defense was exceptional. When they traded for Charles Haley, that's what turned their franchise around. And Deion Sanders. And Deion Sanders. Well, Deion Sanders came in 1995. That was a right. uh, that was a response to the 49ers winning in Right, exactly. They snatched him, and they were like, "Now we're back," and it worked. Now you're back. It did work, and it worked for a season. And then they went out the following year, and then they had a bunch of injuries when they lost to Carolina. And see, I was. You know what's funny is. I was upset at the Cowboys in 96 because it's like, now you're going to let Green Bay waltz to the, now you're going to let Green Bay waltz to the Super Bowl. Uh, I was hoping they were going to lose, but you're like, nope, Green Bay's traipsing in because they get to play the Carolina Panthers. And also you had beaten the Bears in 1991. So that was, uh, that was a thing too. I, by the way, they had a backup quarterback play in 1991. Steve Berline came in, played for a stretch as Troy Aikman. And then they came back. They lost to the Lions. You beat us and then lost to the Lions. Like, what is happening with my life uh, that this is going on? But I really think that this Cowboys team is a little bit different. I, I, I do think that the defense is kind of leveling everything out. Micah Parsons out there being an absolute stud. But you know what? I got to ask you, and I know um, the people, the, the ranks rivals are four and three against me so far this season, surprisingly, uh, of who they're picking. How do you see this game playing out? And uh, go ahead and give us a winner. I mean, it's going to be the Cowboys. Uh, just because they are playing. I, I, the Bears are. Tr that's why the move with Quinn was so confounding. Because the Bears were finally trending in the right direction. After a mm -hmm. very slow start of four games. Three, three 
three, four games, they started lighting it up. They started heating up. Yeah. They were letting Fields, Fields run around. They were scoring points. They beat the Patriots on Monday night. Then they give away a key piece. I, I feel like that's, I mean, they, they don't want to say it. You can't write it down. You can't put it in a graph. But that's the kind of thing that hurts momentum, that hurts your spirit, that kind of puts just a little spark of doubt in what was a team that was charging forward, like, here we go. And then it's like, what? It's a kind of thing. Dallas, not for us, not having Zeke, we're kind of like, well, we got Pollard. Fire him up. You know, we got to do what we got to do. But, you know, our defense is – is it is the difference maker for us this season. It is – when you say it's a little bit different, it is because of the defense. Jimmy Johnson noted that. I think it was – was it 2016 or 17 when we went uh, – I want to say it was 13-3. Uh, and three, and everyone was, like, picking Dallas to go to the Super Bowl. And, and, and Jimmy Johnson goes, well, the difference between them and my teams was we had the number one defense. Yeah. And sure enough, that was what cost us when we got to the playoffs. We couldn't slow the other guys down. And so I think you're right. This is the difference maker. I think it'll be the difference this season. And it's definitely the difference this Sunday. Uh, for me, I, I and everybody else, you know, I mean, most people are going to pick the Cowboys yeah. in this one. And I, I and and rightfully so. And but again, Chicago cannot be overlooked, and they are absolutely fields is finding it. He yeah. is absolutely sort of the way you found your wife's readers and were like, you know what? I'm out of time. I'm wearing them for this podcast. Oh, <laughs> how dare you? My daughter picked these out from the Dollar Tree. I like this is what happens when you have a when you have a seven-year-old and you're like, you're in charge. Because you picked out every piece of colorful readers and put oh, them out there. Yeah. And you're such a good dad. You're like, you know what, babe? Yeah, no, I'm wearing them. Yeah, no, look, honey. See, oh. I'm wearing them. Yep, yep. Believe me, if I was wearing this brand right here, if I was wearing these, she would be oh. like, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, I think that we have a little bit of an issue here. I, um, Yeah, so, you know, she's got good fashion sense, so I'm able to do that. I do, I will tell you, though, that trading a key piece and still moving on, the Carolina Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey, then went and upset the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So there is some hope for that. I am going to pick the Chicago Bears, not surprisingly, to uh, to win this contest. I, I'm, I'm looking at one-point game, lower scoring. Uh, the defense is starting to come around. There's a lot of there's There are a lot of good things happening with this Bears defense. Bobby Quinn was obviously a much better piece than – I hate seeing him get dragged. People are like, well, he had one sack. Why? I'm like, he's getting to the quarterback. He did this two years ago. He was getting to the quarterback, wasn't getting the sacks. Last year, he was getting all the sack numbers. And so I think that it was, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. It's unfortunate. You got to let them go. Also, I, I wouldn't sleep on the Cowboys going out and making some moves. Because, by the way, we talked about the Thomas, uh, the Charles Haley pickup in 92. They also picked up Thomas Everett that season from the Pittsburgh Steelers and went out there and uh, ended up helping to contribute to that team. So we want to thank you uh, for being here. Where can people find you? Where can they find your work? Uh, find me, uh, at, on Instagram, obviously at Greg Romero Wilson, uh, at the Greg Wilson on Twitter and on YouTube are at the Greg Wilson. And then also on TikTok at Greg Romero Wilson. So, uh, I should have lined all those up, but it didn't work out that way. You know, happened to me, happened to me too. Yeah. They, somebody grabbed Adam rank on Instagram. I know I, it was, you could be Greg Romero Wilson one. I'm like, who took Greg Romero? Who (laughs) Who took this? So I'm like, go back to the Greg Wilson. That's fine. Now, uh, I do. Can you? What do you think the score is going to be? If I had to pick the score, I would say 23-17 Dallas. 
I'm close to that. I have 17-16. Woo! Woo! That's tight. Real, real defensive battle. That And I think that, that, that'll play out. But I think a, a couple of big plays will break loose both ways. Good name. So Justin Fields, I think, probably gives a good 40-yard scramble for one. So... Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be texting you frequently throughout the game. I'm sure. I'm already <laughs> anticipating it. But listen, Greg, thank you so much for doing this. We'll have to hit you up again. We'll we'll bring you on to Fantasy Isle so we can chop it up and uh, do some fantasy talk as well. And then, uh, but yeah, don't love be a stranger. It. And I'll thank talk you. to you this weekend. Oh, by the way, wait, 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 can I say one more thing? Yeah. I love the way that you've managed to become the wrestling heel of NFL Fantasy Live. <laughs> you, what does that mean? <laughs> you become like, you know what I mean? Like everyone, like your energy, you're just like, you just, oh. you change everything when you're on it. You're like the heel on the show. Like everyone knows you're going to be like, oh, really? Uh, uh, here it comes, it, yeah. It is a totally different energy. And listen, I'm here for it. I love it. I think it's the best part of the show, and I know a lot of America does. So, well, that's that's very kind of you, Greg. Now, I appreciate you. Uh, love you. Glad you're doing well, and uh, we'll do this again very soon. I'll talk to you Sunday, and you're rubbing it in. But in any event, (laughs) thank you so much. Get out of here, the great Greg Wilson, a good friend of mine. I am so happy that we were able to have him on. By the way, I'm glad we were able to clear the air because we needed to clear the air. And speaking of which, uh, we spend ninety percent of our time indoors, and indoor air can be five times dirtier than the air outside. And Air Pura, Air Purifier, can remove tobacco smoke, odors, VOCs, mold, wire, wildfire smokes, uh, smoke, chemicals, and uh, breathe, just clean the air. You know, we got viruses. The kids are back in school. They're bringing home viruses all the time. So it's important to go out there and get yourself an air purifier. And our friends at Air Pura will give you 7% off your purchase if you use the code SICK. Seven. Go to www.airpura.com and get 7% off your Air Pura, Air Pura Fire. All right, Greg Wilson was absolutely amazing. He is a fun follow. He does a fantasy podcast as well. But uh, as we go to the aisle, you know what, Sammy, let's go to the aisle right now. Welcome to our Fantasy Island. And we're going to be bringing back one of our favorites to the show. But before we do that, I want to remind everybody, the easiest way to play fantasy football is with Underdog Fantasy. Oh, it's an, it's amazing. And it's so easy. To get started, just head to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and sign up with the pro or sign up with the promo code SICK and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. And I'm telling you right now, the Underdog Fantasy app is invaluable. Anytime you need updates, player updates, you get it right to your phone. It is so convenient, so easy to use. And if you've sat there and your team is 1-6 in six or 0-7 or something like that, start over. Go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app. There are tons of games that you can play, not just traditional fantasy football, but tons of fun games, and we implore you. I think I've used that word already once today, but I don't care. I implore you to go and download that. But joining us right now is one of our favorites. He was here a couple of weeks ago. We had to bring him back. Andy McNamara uh, is here. I don't have enough of your of your platitudes, and your, but you're a friend of the show now. That's how you're being introduced. How are you? Great. I'm good, brother. I'm good. Hey, you know what? I, I think I need one of those Air Pura uh, things in my house, Adam, because do you smell the, the desperation? The oh. desperation of week eight. For fantasy football players, it's a stinky cologne. There's people are panicking. I got messages. Should I drop Mike Evans? For who? It's crazy. I'm happy to be back on with you. 
Thank you so much. Now, the Mike Evans situation. Yeah. Now, he dropped that touchdown, a sure touchdown pass. He still ended up with well over double digits. I mean, do people just forget that as well? Yes. Yes. I love it. You know what? It's kind of like a a, a sick joy because I enjoy seeing the chaos kind of unfold. And it's just if you yeah. can stay calm, if you can stay relatively calm in fantasy, I think that's a leg up because, yeah, you're right. He dropped the touchdown. He's obviously terrible now. Well, not no, not not really. Not really at all. He's still pretty good. Future Hall of Famer, you know? Yeah. He's amazing. And and people panic way too much on these players. And I want to talk about people panicking. DJ Moore was one of the most added players on NFL.com fantasy this week, which means a ton of people dropped him a week ago and are now scrambling to pick him up. What do we think of DJ Moore moving forward? I know he's got a great matchup this week against the Atlanta Falcons, but where are we coming down on with uh, the DJ Moore? Boy, Adam, to me, it all comes down to you have to measure out the quarterback play. Who's the quarterback that's going to be feeding him the football? Mm. That's not a great situation in Carolina. We're on the third string. We're on P.J. Walker. If he gets hurt, I think Jacob Easton slides in or something. So I think we have have a cap. It is encouraging what we saw last week. So when it's bye weeks, look, we've got some heavy hitters sitting down this week, right? You're without the Chiefs and the Chargers. So you're probably going to have to stretch a little bit. So I, I, you could do worse than DJ Moore, but personally, I'd rather take like a little flyer on, let's say, a Marquise Goodwin, right? He really popped when DK Metcalf went out last week. Ty Lockett as a hammy. Geno Smith just doesn't care. He's just love. He's like, sure, bench me. I don't care. I'm just gonna throw it forever. Big deal. I so I'd rather go maybe that route, a little maybe a little more dangerous than uh, than than more. But you know, yeah, they are throw it to somebody. You're making me think because I did. I was able to pick up DJ Moore in a league, and I saw him available on the waiver wire. It's a ten teamer, but you're like, God, still, yeah. he still seems like a good enough talent. And who else is PJ Walker throwing the football to? That's it. What about um, Wandale Robinson? They got a good matchup this weekend. Although Seattle's played better, Wandale Robinson. Where do we? I I think he could be a number. I think he could end up being the most targeted player in that offense. How do we feel about him? Isn't it a weird? year for the Giants like that feels like the fakest yet one of the most enjoyable six and ones in football like they shouldn't be this good Daniel Jones uh, is he going to be renewed there, there's no wide receivers it's pretty much Saquon Barkley and Brian yeah. Dable just with his magic pixie dust I, I, just Josh Allen does so for one day like for him on the surface you think no he's like a, a should be a WR five six seven not even on your radar but again, this week coming in in a matchup where, and I like to, to see, okay, what should the game script be? It should at some point. Now, you might be able to run because Ken Walker's been dynamite with Barkley. But like mm-hmm. I said, Geno Smith isn't afraid to air it out. So Wandale should be getting opportunity. So, hey, you know what? I actually might like him maybe a little bit more than, uh, or at least equal to like a DJ Moore type. So I think, it's a, I think it's a good play, a good stream, and probably a cheaper DFS play depending on the format. Yeah, that's one of see that you're now speaking my language because these are the problems that I have because I have yeah. Wandale Moore and I have DJ Moore or Wandale Robinson and DJ Moore. I lost Marquise Hollywood Brown or gosh, yeah. I had loaded up on running backs and I'm like, I got CeeDee Lamb, Marquise Hollywood Brown, I'm good. Then I have to scramble and find people like this. Uh, Deontay Johnson's seemingly worthless now, but I want to go back to Daniel Jones. This always seems to happen. Now, last week, I had a a stroke of genius where I'm like, you know what? We've been talking about all these quarterbacks we want to stream all week. It should be Daniel Jones. Like, what are we doing? Like, let's make it Daniel Jones. Went with Daniel Jones. And now it feels like everybody's coming around. Everybody's talking about Daniel Jones. And I'm like, 
I know Seattle should be a smash spot, but you went down to Jacksonville, back up to New York. Now you're across the country going to Seattle. Is it weird? I, I think Daniel Jones ends up like not playing as well this week. Adam, I love where your head's at. I, and and that, that, that thought, it almost seems like, okay, hold on. More people are liking this? Yeah, all right. This is, this is throwing up some red flags. And he, he always, of course, gives you that little bit of potential fantasy boost with his legs, right? That like a yeah. statue, like a Matt Stafford doesn't give you. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And really, if you look at it, his fantasy point production, what's his median at? Like 14 fantasy points? Yeah. You, like usually? So I'm totally with you there. I'm, You know who I'm a little bullish on too? You mentioned the Panthers earlier. I kind of like Marcus Mariota. And I don't like that mm. I like him. But like yeah. two weeks before, you know, he ran 50. A rush for 50 yards, 61, came down a little bit last week, hasn't thrown an interception in three weeks. I'm like, Carolina's just trying to pa- pack it in. I'm kind yeah. of digging Mariota as a flyer. I love it. Oh, I love oh, Mariota. I'm nervous, though. But No, I mean, all these guys should make you nervous. I was yeah. thinking about going – I was looking at Matthew Stafford a lot, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like the Rams can't be terrible forever. It would be, yeah. it would be so on brand for fantasy football to have Matthew Stafford go out and crush it right when everybody has written him off. But at the same time, like you said, he doesn't run enough. Like there's no, we don't get that bonus four points because he runs the ball that I'm probably going to avoid him. Are there anybody else? Are there any other quarterbacks that were possible this week? Garoppolo has never played well against the Rams. Like a lot of like, what about like, what's going on in Tennessee? Could we see Malik Willis this week? Boy, oh boy. You know what? Malik Willis, I feel like quarterbacks with the athleticism of Malik Willis who can primarily use their legs, if they get in, typically, like the first game that no one's seen them, they get like 40 fantasy points and people freak out. And then defensive coordinators kind of figure them out and they come back down to earth. So I definitely have my eye on him. Like if, if he's going to start, I don't want to gamble and maybe take an in-game change or something. But if, if he starts, I would play Malik Willis for game one. Absolutely, I think he could. One guy I'm avoiding, though, boy, Adam, I don't know if, if you've been getting the, the hype quotation around Sam Ellinger. I'm like the guy ran a bit in college. You're making him sound like Lamar Jackson. Stop it. Stop it. You're one of the worst offensive lines in football. Matt Ryan banished for the Colts. Like, no. Like, are you getting, are you, I'm feeling the same Ellinger hype. I'm like, no, there's, it's not that bad yet, people. Don't go Ellinger. I don't like it. I, I want to, though. But for, for, the, for the exact reasons that you said, I mean, when you yeah, compare yeah. him, when you compare him to Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan, like, he looks like Usain Bolt. Like, he's out there and, <laughs> What is he going to do? He's going to run. Like, he's just going to run around. That's what it – like, this gives gives the Colts a RPO option that they have not had over the last number of years. And like you said, you know, the the defensive coordinators, like, what are they going to do? Like, they don't know what to do with him. Like, how do you stop him? How do you hem him in? I think that there's a possibility that he pops, and then next week's the week that he falls apart. And then goes down. It it could be – what does that mean for a Jonathan Taylor? Like this new dynamic that we haven't been used to at all uh, in Indy is, yeah, even behind that not good offensive line, um, does that RPO option, does that help Jonathan Taylor, who's been such a disappointment? My gosh, first overall. Yeah. Man, like first overall fantasy picks the last like, what, three, four years? Yeah, I just don't want to go first anymore. If I have first overall, no, like, I get rid of this? I don't like this. Well, I, I I went 10th and got Aaron Jones, so it hasn't been super good for me as well. But I, you know what? I've been actually advising people to go out and try to get Jonathan Taylor because so many, so many folks, so many fantasy managers are disappointed 
And you might be able to just spring a deal for something on the cheap, like somebody just willing to give up on him. The problem with people like us, though, is like we cannot make trades in our leagues because anytime that you offer anything, like I could sit here and be like, I'll give you Josh Allen and Saquon Barkley for Jonathan Taylor. That deal would be turned down. Yeah. Because somebody would be like, what do you know? You know know? No, no, no. I'll never trade with you. So we would never have the opportunity to make that deal. And by the way, that's a terrible deal. But at the same time, like I'm trying to just pick at people who have Jonathan Taylor. Like, what do you got to lose? You know, at this point, you're not the one one who sunk, you know, first round capital in it. And if you're, you know, if you're somehow packaging Travis Etienne in a receiver form, like, I don't know, I might take a chance on that. Speaking of which, uh, what do we make of James Robinson going to the Jets? Who's going to end up being the, the lead back there? Boy, just when you think there's like a, a little bit of, okay, well, Michael Carter. Oh, and now, now there's depth chart clarity in New York. Okay, now I know what to do. Uh-uh. No, no, the Jets say not not happening. I think for this week, it's going to be um, sort of what we saw with CMC a little bit. Limited play script. They'll try to work him in a little bit. For if we're talking week eight, Michael Carter. After that, I like what James Robinson has been able to do throughout his career. I yeah. feel like that explosiveness, and the yards per carry is higher than I thought at 4.2 this year, still low, but didn't really have that explosiveness. Is that Jacksonville? How's that going to be with the Jets? I think he's eventually going to probably take over, but I'm just, I don't know, Adam, I'm sort of feeling that same target share split or snap split that we saw in Jacksonville where it's almost even. And then it's like, kind of, kind of guess it. Do you get, quick sign up. Do you, I feel that James Robinson is getting Philip Lindsay. Guy does great, undrafted, awesome. And then people just keep wanting to get rid of him. Why? Yeah. Because they didn't, first of all, Trent Balky did not put any sort of stock into him. Yeah. No draft capital on James Robinson. I thought last, was it last year? When the Rams had an injury, I guess it was Cam Akers when he went down. I, I had said last, it had to be last year. Where I'm like, the Rams should inquire about James Robinson. And all the Jags fans were in my men. Like, there's no way we're ever trading this guy. It would never happen. Blah, blah, blah. And this is before ETN went down. And I'm like, okay, like you guys know more than me, apparently. Right. But eventually he does get traded. And it's unfortunate because I think that when you're an undrafted player or a late round pick outside of like Tom Brady or somebody like that, you always, they always default to their pre draft analysis. Yeah. Which is why you see so many first round picks getting traded because teams will go back and be like, well, what grade did we have for this player coming out of college? You know, I think of in Keel Harry, you know, I'm sure that Ryan Poles went back to say, what did we see out of him coming out of Arizona state? And they go back and they're like, okay, this guy's worth the risk. We will ignore what happened in new England. And I think this happens with these running backs that they're just like, well, he is an undrafted free agent. So let's just take it. The, the, the Jags feel and a sixth round pick is just disgusting. Yeah. Like, I can't believe that you couldn't get a little bit more out of that. But, you know, one guy who did get a lot of uh, draft capital traded for him was Christian McCaffrey. Last week, it didn't quite happen as I thought it would. I I, I could have sworn that, like, check was going to get a touchdown where they faked it to him. <laughs> yeah. It ended up being Ray Ray McLeod. But now that he's had a week in that facility, what do we see from uh, CMC moving forward? I think we all have to remember that Kyle Shanahan hates your fantasy football team. He, <laughs> he hates does. us. He just hates it. You're right. Him and Belichick, they'll throw some weird. Who was it? Bo Scarborough like three years ago, the day oh, yeah. of sun, Sunday. It makes me furious. 
But but for the 49ers and CMC, look, like you said, follow the draft capital, follow the money. You put a lot into CMC, you're going to want to get him that workload. The guy who falls out is Jeff Wilson. I have Jeff Wilson in two leagues. What am I doing with Jeff Wilson? I'm parking him in case there's some sort of injury. But now I want to see how does this workflow go? How do you work in Debo? How do you work in McCaffrey? Because really they're both hybrids, but Debo is more of a receiver hybrid and McCaffrey yeah. more running back. But he, like, I'm just intrigued how this works out. And then there's George Kittle. Do we write off Brandon Ayuk? There's a lot going yes. on. I, I, like I'm comfortable playing Christian McCaffrey because he's Christian McCaffrey and you're going to play him. But, but the rest of that team and offense, very intrigued. Yeah, I'm with you. I love Debo still, so I'm not going to waver off yeah, him. Me neither. George Kittle, because there's no other options. You know, you're hoping. I mean, you're going to be in a situation. I don't think it's Kyle Pitts-esque, but it's it's close. Brandon Ayuk is the one where I'm like, who I love. Again, going back to the ASU guys, it's like, I can't really, I can't really yeah, love yeah. it. But by the way, uh, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, uh, this isn't this isn't a live show. We record this on Thursday afternoon. We just got news right now. I don't know if you saw this. Kadarius Tony oh. traded to the Chiefs. Interesting. Interesting. I listen, I think of this fantasy like, since we're on Fantasy Island, I don't think this makes much of an impact. What do you think about this move though? This is this is wild. Like Kadarius Tony is somebody that a lot of fantasy enthusiasts always throw out, like, oh, Kadarius to also look at Kadarius Tony. Never panned out. Could could the could the Chiefs be onto something here? I think it's when you look at the Chiefs, the wide receiver group, I just pulled up the depth chart here, right? I think it's more of a damnation of to how they failed to sort of compensate for for Tyreek Hill. Juju's in and out of the line. MVS, McCall Hardman, like you'll get a chance. But again, the guy hasn't been able to be healthy. He's had a lot of red flags off the field as well, whatever the issues were. So, but now you're in winning territory with the Chiefs. We've seen that. That can can work for people. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I'm I'm personally going to pass. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. This is Travis Kelsey's world coming from Patrick Mahomes, and we'll see how the rest goes. But real life wise, hey, you know what? If it's another wrinkle that keeps defenses thinking, and he can, we know you can pop him in the backfield, slot out, you can just have him run around. Um, real life wise, I like it, but fantasy wise, I'm not interested. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on here because I've said this. That Patrick Mahomes was not going to suffer fantasy wise. I thought that Kelsey would take a little bit of more of a hit, but that hasn't really panned out. Obviously, I just still fear when the Chiefs get into those big games and they get into the big playoff games and things like that. That's when that's when the absence of Tyreek Hill really shows itself. Fantasy wise, this is great. This is perfect for Kadarius Tony. We love that, and you know what? So that's a great deal for them a guy with an opportunity to uh, really make something of himself. Now, I know that you're up against it. we got to let you go. But before we do, uh, I wanted to let everybody know that there is going to be a new member of the Sick Podcast family, Sick Podcast Cleveland, with our own Andy McNamara. Tell us a little bit about this. Let's go. Absolutely. Adam, I love being on with you the first time. I thought, well, i got to get in on the Sick sick Media Network. It's it's great. The guys behind the scenes are tremendous. So – I thought, well, as you can see behind me, there's a lot of Cleveland Browns gear. And, uh, you know, like like Bears fans, uh, we love to hate ourselves and put ourselves through pure hell. And I thought, well, why not do that twice a week right here on Sick Media with a sick podcast? So I'm going to mix in Cleveland Browns talk, players, insiders, analysts, give out our dog bones, who's in the doghouse. We'll talk some fantasy football, of course, some betting picks, some best bets, 
as well and have a lot of fun uh, twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays. So I can't wait to join the family. No, we really appreciate having you on. And I know that the last time you were on here, you know, we talk after the show and we're like, hey, I'm like, I'm like, damn, I go, I always liked Andy. I didn't realize how well you did, and especially in the in the broadcast realm. So you, oh, thank you. you have a great energy and you have a great presence. And I don't eat. Listen, I don't really even like the Cleveland Browns, but I'm looking forward to listening to your podcast. <laughs> I'm going to check in on it because I think you do a great job. And I think you're one of the best in the business, not only in oh, fantasy, but to get an opportunity to talk Cleveland. I know for people like us, you know, we, we make our hay in, in fantasy, but like we're, we're fans of one specific team. So to get an opportunity to talk about it. I think it's fantastic. Are you, when do you guys start? When did, when is the first show? Well, first, thank you so much. And Adam, I'd love to have you on as a guest as well to uh, talk some fantasy as well. Um, so we're going to start first show new month, November 1st. So Tuesday coming right off of that Bengals Browns Monday nighter. I'm uh, I, I, there might be a bit of a gong, you know, undertaker gong sound to start the show. I don't know how that goes. So we're starting this Tuesday, then every Tuesday and Friday to keep you up to date on, like I said, fantasy football, Best bets going forward, win some cash, and then, of course, Cleveland Browns. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for that. I know. What an ominous time to start, but you know what? It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Give everybody, like, the factory of sadness will be running full steam. So yes. check out the sick podcast, Cleveland, with our friend Andy McNamara starting November 1st. We can't wait for it, but, Andy, thank you so much. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for taking a trip to the aisle, and uh, we'll be tuning in on November 1st to see you. Adam, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. The pleasure is all ours. There he goes, the great Andy McNamara. And with that, we're going to be bidding a fond adieu to our friends at WCKG AM 1530. We're going to let that audience go here in just a matter of seconds. Of course, want to remind everybody that Olin Krutz, Jason McKee will be up immediately afterwards for the No Name Pod. This is a cover two of Bears coverage like no other. This is the best Bears coverage you are going to find. So we appreciate everybody who's listening in to us on WCKG. By the way, if you're uh, watching us on YouTube or Facebook or anything like that, go ahead and just comment sick right now to let us enjoy, uh, let us know that you're enjoying the show. And if you're watching us on, or if you're listening to us as a podcast, rate and review five stars would be agreeable. So for the radio audience, Sammy, why don't you go ahead and play us out? But for the rest of you, stick around. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura. It's bonus time on the Sick Podcast, Chicago with Adam Rank. We are so excited because uh, right now, it's it's one of my favorite parts of the show. We're going to be bringing on our friend Ricky Gold, founder of Juice Reels. And by the way, Juice Reel uh, gives you the best analytics and insights from the community to help you make the best picks possible. Listen, if you watched me on Total Access last week, my picks crushed. I was so good. And I got to give uh, a little nod to our friend Ricky Gold. And by the way, go download the Juice Reel app right now. But let's bring him on. Is he here? Is Ricky here? Is he with us? Adam, there he is. good to be oh back. Oh, my God. So great to uh, to, to have you here. It's, it's somebody who loves, you know, every every Friday night on Total Access. I'm out there making picks against Thomas Davis. I can't embarrass myself. So, you know what? Did I take a peek at the juice reel? Uh, listen, I can't give away all my secrets, but tell everybody about it. Give, give us a little bit more information what you guys do 
Yeah, a- absolutely. And coming on after uh, Bears and Browns fans, what better than us to bring on a New York sports fan? To, to oh boy! <laughs> but yeah, so, are you are you Jets or it doesn't matter? But are you Jets or Giants? I'm Giants, but uh, I'll bet against them if uh, if it feels right. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you got to be enjoying the six and one start. But what? What? So tell us though a little bit more about the app. Yeah, so so what we do is wherever you bet, DraftKings, Barstool, FanDuel, BetMGM, your bookies website, Bovada, uh, anywhere you bet, you connect in your account and all of your bets automatically load into our app. And from there, we give you analytics on yourself, like I've done on straight bets versus parlays and teasers. And we use all the information everybody connects in to show you what the best people are doing and what the worst people are doing. And, and we use that information to help you get the best picks possible. It's treated us pretty well. Treated uh, you well, Adam, and uh, was, hopefully uh, it gives the audience today a bunch of a bunch of good picks. I think it treated everybody really well on Monday night too. We talked a little bit about that, and it was uh, you know if you would have been listening, you probably would have you, you you might have benefited. I already had picked the Bears to win that game, but <laughs> you know what? I, I felt better after uh, checking out Juice Reel and everything like that. Before you, I know you have something for us today, but let me ask you a little bit. Andy and I were talking about the Giants. I think I, I'm a little bit more impressed with the Giants than I think Andy was. I think that they're a good team and I think that they're going to be fine. There's nothing wrong, but I'm just still scared about Daniel Jones this week. What is so, without just, just you, just Mr. Gold right now. How do you feel about Danny Dimes? And am I going to, am I going to be stupid for starting him in fantasy? I'll be honest. I, I think they. I'm shocked at this at their their start right now. I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have pegged them as as hot as they are. Um, I put a lot a little bit more of the success on Saquon than I would to to Daniel Jones, but I mean, winning games is winning games. So I mean, I I, I don't like the Giants this week. Um, I don't think they're going to do it. I, I'd be I'd be going against them uh, personally. I haven't looked at the Giant game data yet for for betting wise, but. But my gut's telling me uh, no Giants this week. I think it's got to come to an end sometime. I made a gut pick on that game because I, I just think traveling down to Jacksonville and then following it up by traveling out to Seattle. And I know Jacksonville to New York's not that far, but I think back-to-back road games. They're the Giants are playing well. They're not a bad team, and I know this isn't sour grapes because they defeated the Bears. But I just think that that's that's a tough ask. And once once the once the public starts backing a team it's like well this is when it's going to disappoint you and so that's again no analysis real but just like i just it's a gut pick but if you don't want to make if you don't want to make gut picks go download the juice reel app what do you got for us today? What are what are what are the hot what what's the hot news you got for us? Yeah, so I had a question for you coming into okay. tonight's game. Uh, do, you, do you haven't had a chance to check? Is, is Bateman playing for the for the uh, for the Ravens? He's still questionable. I think the most questionable one is Mark Andrews. Uh, we're expecting him to play. We're uh, we're expecting Gus Edwards to play. Bateman, I don't know. We have not heard one way or the other. And of course, if you're listening to us after the Thursday night game, you're like you idiots. He was out, but listen, I told you before, I just told you a moment ago, we record this Thursday afternoon. We have not seen the inactive reports, so it's it's difficult to really get a good read on that. But yeah, they do have some banged up players there for Baltimore. Even if they do play, they're still coming off injuries. Uh, our our best betters are not phased by that. We're seeing uh, something really strong in the data today on the over. Uh, the over, uh, I think it's uh, 45. Uh, we're seeing 
64% of our best bettors taking the over and 72% of our worst bettors taking the under. So people don't Ooh. seem to be all, all that phased by, by the injury report. Um, and I'll, I'll be taking the over with them. Yeah, I was looking at that game as well. I think last week we got a little indication where Andy Dalton went out there and decided all on his own. He was going to make that a high-scoring game. He's giving yeah. away touchdowns. He's scoring touchdowns. He was doing everything perfect. And then on Monday night, the Bears and the Patriots, which you said, people love the over. And then I, they had a high-scoring game, 33-14. What is that? 47 points. So not a bad not a bad week. Uh, what else? Is there, do you have anything else? Yeah, we got. I got good news for you. The number one Bears or Cowboys better in our app is on the Bears with the spread. So uh, we're liking Whoa. the Bears this week. Uh, I think that's good news for you. These top betters seem to be really uh, doing their thing as uh, now the season's getting to the, the middle of the stretch. No, that's huge. I think the Bears have started to come around a little bit, and I think it's because the offensive playbook was opened up. They used a lot of the strengths of Justin Fields. And so even though this is going to be a game where, again, I I give credit to the Dallas Cowboys. We had Greg Wilson on earlier, and we are talking about, I, I was effusive with praise. This is a good football team. I still can have confidence in my squad to go out there and get it done. I don't want to give away the farm, but do you have anything else for us? I want to make sure. Can you give us any? Got anything else? Those are our top two coming in today. All right. If uh, if I had to go, it's it's an NFL podcast. We're also liking Washington State tonight with the points. But that will, will, for your fans who are agnostic to college or pro, I think they'll be happy with Washington State. Well, there you go. Listen, and again, I will tell anybody that if you're going out there and you're participating in any sort of activity where you make picks, for me, I do it for free on the NFL Network. I go out there and I just pick games. That's all I do. I just pick games on a television show. I will tell you the Juice Reel app is a good resource. Just like you would go out, listen, just like you would go out and read statistics, next-gen stats, uh, pro football focus, any one of these things. Like, take in as much information as possible. I think the Juice Reel app is something very valuable for anybody who loves football, whether you're involved or not. I think it's a good way just to kind of get just kind of get the, the pulse of America. Absolutely. See what everybody's thinking. We, do, know, it's we, like, we do it all at the uh, lovely price of for free. Oh my gosh, and it's free. How do you find it? Like you're on your big thing's Instagram. How do we find you on Instagram? Yeah, it's uh, at juice underscore real underscore official, and real is spelled R E E L. It's that's so easy. Juice underscore real underscore official. See, that's all you got to do. Go to Instagram, get this information. It'll help you. I know you guys do confidence pools. I know people are involved in other kind of contests. Like, this is free information. You should take advantage of it. Ricky does a great job of providing this service to you, so I want you all to go out there and take advantage. All right, Ricky, thank you so much once again for being here. We appreciate your time and your effort, and uh, good luck to you this weekend. Thanks a ton for having me, Adam. All right, thank you so much. There he goes, the great Ricky Gold. Uh, Dude, download this app. It'll help you out. If you got to make picks, you want to impress your boss, you want to do something like that, go use the Juice Reel app. By the way, I want to thank everybody who is with us here today, the Greg Wilson. He is a fantastic follow, one of the funniest guys that I've ever worked with. You want to check him out. And, of course, Andy McNamara with the new sick podcast, Cleveland, which will be debuting on November 1st. You're not going to want to miss that. And, of course, download the Juice Reel app. And I will tell you this, you know, Monday night, and I didn't get an opportunity to say this much, but Monday night, 
uh, was such a delight. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, you can go follow me at Adam Rank NFL. I have a little video up there right now that you'll be able to find in my grid talking about how great it was that the Bears prevented Bill Belichick from passing Papa Bear Hallis on the all-time list. Which we, it's inevitable. Bill Belichick is going to pass him. But you know what? For the fact that the Bears fans came out or the Bears team came out for one week and they're like, not, not this week, Bill. It's not going to happen. I thought it was uh, it was just the most Chicago thing that we could ask for. I know a lot of you might still be upset that Bobby Quinn. I have, a, I have a poll up on my Instagram right now, and I can't believe that a lot of people don't like the move. And even Greg was talking about it. How do we make these moves? You, we, we can still be a good football team. You know, I think more snaps for guys like Tevis Gibson, uh, for Don Robinson, for these players, get them out there, get them the experience. We already saw it with Kyler Gordon. And by the way, Kyler Gordon has been playing fantastic. We talked about this on Tuesday night. The fact that we're not calling his name, we don't even know if he's on the field. That's exactly what you want from your cornerbacks. We don't even want to know if they're there because you only talk about them when they get burned. And these guys have been playing exceptionally well. And it's going to be key this week to stop the Dallas Cowboys running the football. And and by the way, Kyler Gordon has been great in run stopping. So hopefully he can make an impact as well. So there's a lot of good things. I know it's disappointing to see some of our favorite players traded away, but this defense, think about this. This defense traded away Khalil Mack. We've now traded away Bobby Quinn. But before we traded Bobby Quinn, we were one of the best defenses in the league. Justin Jones has been playing much better than Larry Ogunjobi. Like there's a lot of things that are going well for us. I think Eric Kramer did a nice little uh, tweet thread a couple of days ago where you can look back at some of the statistics that are very favorable for the Chicago Bears, especially defensively. Now we're getting our young kids out there, getting them experience. This is going to be a fun part of the season. We're playing some good teams, teams that are performing better than we thought they were going to be, but we always play the Dallas Cowboys well. Then we get the Miami Dolphins, which they, they're they okay. Like That's not a bad team, but I'm not going to be afraid of them. And then we got the Jets at some point. We got, we got some winnable games. And I think right now we just need to sit back, relax, enjoy it. I still want to win. I know not everybody wants to win. Let's sit back and enjoy it. It's going to be a great – we're on national television once again, although if you do want to go down, if you're in the Southern California area, we'll probably likely be going down to Rip Beer Company in Huntington Beach, California. The location on PCH, of course, will be the one that we'll be at. I will let you know via Instagram whether we're doing that or not. But in, in any event, I uh, want to thank everybody for being on. want to thank uh, Sammy Nanello for putting this all together. I thought this was a great show, probably one of our best in a lot. This was a great show. And if you didn't enjoy this, you're probably never going to enjoy it. But in any event, thank you so much for being here. Like, respond, share, do all that stuff. Appreciate you being here. And until next week, bear down. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura.